0: Anybody in the house love hope? Yeah. N- n- not generally this place, hope, but just hope, which is believing for better. Come on, tell your neighbor, God has something better for you. Go, Just tell them right, right now, God has something better for you. God has something better. God has something better for you. Hope believes for something better. So glad you're here. Welcome. You look Awesome. Thank you, thank you. We are in a series uh, called The Voice, which is really calling us to kind of cut through the clutter, to become aware that God didn't create us and then take a vacation. In fact, last week we looked at scene one, act one, in the beginning, and God communicates, he speaks how creation got to be here. And then he came down and he would walk with us and talk with us. Beautiful desire of God to have a personal relationship with you. Then, scene two, there's another voice that appears. It's a dark voice. It's a voice that says you can't trust God. Did God really say that? Look at this forbidden fruit. It offers so much more than God offers you. You should have this. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about these these two voices that are speaking every day. They're speaking in this room right now. They're they've been talking. I don't I don't know who you've been listening to, but I can tell if I if I had much time to spend with you, I could tell what voice you've been listening to because every Voice produces a harvest. Every seed word is a seed. Every seed produces a crop. And if you've been living around a crop of anger, resentment, bitterness, I know who you've been listening to. That's darkness. But if your, your heart is surrounded with love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, then I know that you've been listening to, well, to the voice of light and love and God. In fact, today I want to talk about, are you listening to God or are you listening to Goliath? And I'm going to go to an old uh, story uh, that's found in the Scriptures in 1 Samuel 17. And Goliath was a real person, historically a real person. But I want to use, use him not only as a historic person, but as a metaphor. Because the voice of Goliath was in the Garden of Eden saying, don't trust God. The voice of Goliath was, of course, in 1 Samuel 17, yelling at God's people, challenging them. The voice of Goliath was with Jesus, and another portion of Scripture we're going to look at is in Luke chapter 4. The voice of Goliath was there when Jesus was in the wilderness, and it was the voice of darkness. Trying to pull Jesus off track. In fact, there are hundreds of stories, hundreds and hundreds of stories in in the Scriptures, and we could find the voice of Goliath and the voice of God competing. I guess the question is today is, are you listening to the voice of God? Or are you listening to the voice of Goliath? The voice of, and as we look at the historic Goliath, the voice of Goliath speaks three main themes. And you can just check in your life. See, is this the themes that I'm listening to? The voice of Goliath speaks the language of doubt. The language of doubt. And of course, I have my radio here. Just because it's important that if you find yourself on the wrong channel, what should you do? Turn the dial. Dial into a new thing. So let me just talk about the language of doubt. Of course, uh, in the Garden of Eden, remember when Adam and Eve were there and the voice of doubt came and said, Did God really say that? Did, Did God really mean that? God has less, and the forbidden fruit offers more. Eve, Adam, you should doubt God because, well, there's just a better way. Now, Goliath stands on the hilltop, and he speaks the language of doubt as well. And if you're hearing the the voice of doubt, here's two things that the voice of the enemy, the evil one, wants you to doubt. He wants you to doubt God. He wants you to doubt that God would be willing even to speak to you. And he wants to doubt who you are as a person, who God has created you to be. So here's Goliath. He stands on the hilltop. And what does he say? He shouts, verse 8, Goliath uh, shouts, he struts his stuff, and he he shouts at the people of God. And he asks them, why are you all coming out to fight? Well, why do you think they came out to fight? Why would anybody come out to fight? Did you ever get into a fight that you plan to lose? I, I, didn't, have to, I didn't have to fight a lot in school, thanks be to God, because I, I grew tall early in life, six foot two, eyes of blue, and oh, what those six feet can do. So I didn't have like a lot of challenges, a lot of challenges. But, and, and generally in my school, if you fought, like after school, meet you after school. Generally, I was tall and I had leverage, and we would like roll around on the ground until I was on top, and that was the end. Until Chris Robinson, who said, "I'll meet you after school." I said, "No problem." I sized him up; he's a smaller dude. I can do. It. I got leverage on him. Who knew that Chris was a boxer? <laughs> I didn't even know this kind of fighting existed. I'm getting into my stance. He just pops me right in the mouth. Fight was over. Now I showed up to win, but I didn't win. These people, the Goliath, when he says, Why did you even show up? Well, we we thought we were coming to a battle and, and we thought we were here to win. But he's causing them to even question, you're not gonna win. In fact, he says, Hey, look at me, I'm a champion. Look at I am a champ, I'm a champion of the Philistines. I'm nine feet tall plus. And you guys, who are you guys? What does he call them? And you are just little servants. I'm a champion. What's he sowing? What's he Doubt. Why'd you even bother to show up? I'm a champion. Look at me. Look at me. And you, you are just a little servant. When Jesus was in the wilderness in Luke chapter 4, he meets the same voice, the voice of doubt. It's the same voice that's trying to get your attention. Doubt God and doubt who you are, doubt who God called you to be. Jesus is in the wilderness. He's taken a time. He's led by God into the wilderness to take time to pray. And while he's there, he meets the voice of evil, darkness, the voice of Goliath. And what does that voice do? That voice causes doubt. And let me just point out, here's how you overcome doubt. As the enemy would speak doubt, as darkness would f- speak doubt, as Goliath would speak doubt, God speaks a language of faith. Faith trusts God. Faith believes in God. And so Jesus has this, this um, uh, incident in the Scriptures, and he's in the wilderness, and the devil says to him, uh, watch, what he, watch what the enemy says. What's the enemy say? What's he say? What's the, what does he say? He says, if. You see that circle? Have you got little notes there? If, was Je- Jesus was the Son of God, but the voice of Goliath, well, what, what, if you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, in fact, it, you know, Jesus, you can't really trust God. God has led you out into the wilderness, and Jesus was involved in a fast, abstaining from food, and some of you were in a 21-day special time of fasting and praying. Some of you are fasting for the first time, like giving up a meal or giving up a season of meals or giving up specific foods. However, you, that's between you and God. But you know what happens when you fast? <laughs> that's exactly the right answer. So you do have the right answer. Je- Jessica did it because you've been fasting, right? You get hungry. And th- that's true, right? Jessica's been trying it out and you get hungry. And so Jesus gets hungry. And here's what here's exactly what the voice of Goliath, the voice of the enemy, the voice of darkness is you can't trust God. And you're gonna starve. Jesus, you're gonna starve. Jesus, what you need to do is take care of business. What you need to do is take this stone and turn it into bread. Okay, I don't know. She has a worker with her, so she's with a special care. But that worker should be here. So if someone can help them find that worker, just Peter, maybe you can help that out just to make sure we take care of that. Where was I? You're going to starve. It's okay. She's okay. She's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> She's okay. She's got it. got it. These are under control. Where was I? You don't even know. See, that's what happens. And it's hard for you. Imagine me. I don't got no notes. <laughs> you got notes. I just float around up here. <laughs> Jesus, you can't trust God. you got, You got to take this stone and you got to turn it into a bread. You can't trust God. It's the language of doubt. Here's what the enemy says to you. If God really loved you, you wouldn't be going through what you're going through. If God really loved you, you wouldn't feel the way you feel. If God really loved you, the things wouldn't be as they are. If, 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 that's the language of doubt. If you are the son of God, you've got to take care of business. You've got to turn that rock into a stone. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. I'm not going to follow your path of doubt. Here's what he says. Jesus says to him, man doesn't live by bread alone. not following that path. I'm going to trust God while I'm in the wilderness. I'm going to trust God. And then he says, but here's how I'm choosing to live. I choose to live by every word of God. What's, What's he saying? And here's what faith is. Faith is living like God's word is really true. You want a short definition? Faith is living like God's word is true. And so God had led Jesus into the wilderness and he said, I'm just, I'm not going to doubt I'm going to trust God. That's what faith is. Faith says I'm going to trust God. Do you know that there is a promise for the problem? There's a promise in God's word for the problem that you're facing today. Whatever it is, I promise you that there's a promise for the problem that you're in right now. And here's the question. Doubt says don't believe it. It's not going to work out. Faith says I'm going to live like God's word is true. And it produces a whole different kind of life and living. So Jesus says, no, no, I'm not going to doubt. I'm going to trust. When David steps onto the field, the giant is there. He says, man, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not even trusting in my own abilities. I'm coming here, uh, Goliath, in the name of the Lord. And in the name of the Lord, you are, go- Goliath, you are going down, down, doobie dooby, down, down, down. Could I, can I encourage this? Don't. Okay, let, let me say it like this. Doubt your doubts. Doubt your doubts. If you're in the channel, if you've tuned into the channel of doubt, turn the channel to 101.1 Faith. Whatever that is, just 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 go. Okay, I'm I'm not going to listen. I'm going to turn over, and that's why we read. That's why we even open up the Bible while we're together because we're going. Okay, I hope while we're together during the 21 days, that you are getting the scriptures. We're sending them out. I hope you're seeing them posted. Hope you look at them because as you live by the scriptures, it changes your outlook on life. It changes the way you live your life. Doubt your doubts, and and today tune into the language of faith. That's. To change. Goliath or God? The second uh, way that Goliath always speaks is the language of fear. And, and Goliath was an intimidating dude. He was nine feet plus tall. He could dunk it standing flat-footed. Just huge, huge man. And he inspires fear. In fact, he would come out every morning and he would speak words of fear. Do you see what the Bible says? Every morning for 40 days, every morning he would be out there strutting his stuff, and every evening he would be yelling across the valley to the Israelites. And this is just what the enemy wants to do. He wants you to start your days in fear, he wants you to get up in the morning and think of every bad thing that could happen today. Oh, my Lord. And, he, and you'll start to run him, oh, this could happen or that, that could happen. And then, before you go to bed at night, he wants to get you back again to repeat everything you could be fearful of tomorrow so you don't sleep well at night and you get up and have a worse day tomorrow. It's the language of fear. Intimidation. Goliath says, look how big I am. Look how mighty I am. You are a little servant. I'm a mighty champion. And he yelled at them every day. In fact, what would happen is the, 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 the army of God, the Israelites, would get up, and they would, they would have their morning breakfast, and they would put on their armor, and they would, they would get into their, their, their troops, and they would, they would march to the edge of the hill. There's a valley. There's a hill on the other side where, where Goliath would appear, and he appeared daily. Every day he'd appear. And this was, every day this was happening, they would get to the edge, they would look over, Goliath would yell at them. They would run back to their tents. They would put their covers over their heads. That's what it says. Look at verse 24. As soon as they saw him, that's Goliath, as soon as they saw him, every day they'd go. you think they learned? learn. Hey, I'm not going today. Forty days they go out and they see Goliath. They hear him yelling at them, intimidating them, inspiring fear in them. And what do they do? Run away, run away. They run away in fright. They're they're terrorized by fear. Fear, fear will cause you to withdraw from God. Fear will cause you to run away. So fear seizes his heart. When Jesus is is in the wilderness and the the temptation is to tune in to what what darkness is saying, he has a choice to make. And he chooses to overcome fear. And here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that we overcome fear with love. Perfect love casts out all fear, right? Perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love, let's say that together. Perfect love casts out all fear. Because love, overcome, love overcomes fear. So when David steps onto the field, he's so filled with a love of God, he's not going to let Goliath intimidate him. He's going to intimidate Goliath. Goliath doesn't even know what's going to happen to him. So Jesus is in the wilderness, and the, the devil comes. The voice of darkness comes, takes him up into a high mountain, shows him all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil says to Jesus, all This authority I will give to you, all their glory, for it's all been given to me. Do you know when it was given to him? In the Garden of Eden, when he took it away from Adam and Eve. It's all been given to me, and I can give it to whoever I wish. So, Jesus, all you have to do. All you have to do is worship me and it will all be yours. You don't have to wait one more moment. Jesus, you want to redeem the world. You want the world to be yours. And you don't have to wait one more day. You don't have to go through the cross. You don't have to go through all that suffering. You, just do it today. I'm going to offer you a shortcut. But I'll just tell you, the devil's shortcuts are not so short. <laughs> They always are long in the payment plan. Remember the enemy said to Eve, Eve, if you eat the forbidden fruit, you'll be like God. Shortcut. Did it happen? No. He promises, over promises, under delivers. And Jesus, uh, you don't have to be afraid about missing your your destiny. I'm going to give you a shortcut to your destiny right now. You can overcome your fear. You can just... Just, Jesus, right now, give me your attention, which is what worship is. Give me your love, which is what worship is. And you will not have to worry one more moment about your destiny. I'll give it to you today. And Jesus says to his fears, he says something that you should say to your fears. I love when Jesus answers. Jesus says to him, get behind me. That's what you should say to your fears. (laughs) You should say, get behind me. In the morning when they come... And they're going, here's all the bad things that could happen today. Here, let me go through the list. You should just say, what should you say? What should you say? No, good. Like, no, like you really mean. I, I'm, sure that, I'm sure that Jesus kept like, behind me. I'm sure I'm sure David said, okay, I, I come against you in the name of the Lord. No, there's some boldness in this. Like when, you're, when you tune into the right channel, there's some boldness. He says, get behind me. Because you got to say, fear, get behind me because you're blocking my view i got places to go. i got destiny. I've got things my life is to accomplish, and I can't see them because you're in the way. Get behind me so I can clearly see where I'm going. I can clearly see the victory that's in 2019. I can clearly see what's going to happen. Get behind me fears. Jesus, get behind me because I'm not going to give you my attention. Here's where fear comes. Fear comes when you give the wrong thing your attention. What's the enemy say? Give me your attention. Just give it to me. Give give me your attention. Jesus said, no, no, I'm not going to give you my attention. I'm going to give it to God. I'm going to worship God, which is what? Express love. I'm going to worship God, and I'm going to serve God. I'm going to give God my attention, and I'm going to give that perfect love. In fact, when you feel fear, one of the first things you should do is start to worship. Because what does it do? It takes your attention off of that long list of things that could go wrong, and it puts them on God. Jesus said, I'm not, not going to take a shortcut. I know what's ahead of me. I know that God will give me the grace for it. And I'm not going to be, fear not. I would just, fear not, brothers and sisters. Fear not. Let perfect love cast out fear. Learn to dial over to the language of love. Learn to put your attention on God. Learn to listen to him. And fear will diminish and love will grow. Let the church say, amen. So Goliath speaks the language of doubt. Goliath speaks the language of fear. And Goliath speaks, thirdly, the language of unbelief. Unbelief. You can't believe in God. You can't believe in Jesus. Believe in something else. And when Goliath steps onto the field for the last day of his life, he didn't know it would be the last day of his life, But he steps onto the field and he starts to strut his stuff and he starts to say, "Why did you guys even come to fight? Why did you bother? I am a champion. Just look at me. Look at look. Just look. Sort of like me. I know. Just look. Just look. I'm a champion. You are little weenie men." You should run back to your mothers. You should go back. And they would go, yes, you're right, To Goliath, you're right. We're so afraid. We're so doubtful. And then onto the field that morning steps this little, not a big body, a little body. David's not a big dude. And he steps onto the field. He doesn't even have any armor on. He's got his shepherd's staff. He's going through the rocks, moving towards Goliath. He's got a sling in his hand. And Goliath is totally shocked. What? What is this? Am I a dog that you come out here with that stick? He's got that little shepherd's staff. He's walking through the, what, what, am I a dog? And then what does he do? Watch what he starts to do. Then Goliath curses David by the names of his gods. See, unbelief (laughs) takes a genuine belief, a healthy belief, and replaces it with another belief. If someone says, hey, I'm an atheist, I don't believe anything. That's not true. Every atheist believes something. Everybody has a belief system. The system that you believe in is tuned into one of those two voices. It just is. Everybody on the planet, you've got to acknowledge, it's either tuned into the voice of light, love, God, Jesus, or the voice of Goliath, darkness, the doubt, fear, and Unbelief. So he starts to say, No, no, no. I you got you have a God, David. Well, I got some gods. And he starts to speak them. And we don't know all the gods, but we know the chief god of the Philistines at that day was Dagon. And Dagon was the god of increase, multiplication, harvest, abundant harvest. That's why they worshipped him. And he and he looks at David, and I'm sure he said, Well, my God, I curse you in Dagon's name, who is the God of increase. Look how he's blessed me, he's made me nine feet tall. I've certainly increased. And look at what your God did to you. You are a little you're you're not even a soldier. You're not you don't even you don't even have armor on. Who who are you? You look like I'm sure you are you look like the runt of the litter. And remember David in his in his in his family story when his dad forgot to bring him to the choosing of the king party? Remember that story? Because his own family thought he was the, the runt of the litter. Little weenie man, that's another way to put it. So that's the, the enemy even will reach into some of the family, the fears you have about yourself. To create unbelief. To create doubt. To create fear. He curses him. He says, no, 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 he curses him. I'm going to give your your flesh. I'm going to. You just get over here. Come to me. Bring it, David. And I'm going to feed you to the birds and the wild animals. And the Bible says David started to run at him. When he said, bring it, David started to bring it. Just started running right at him. Started swinging that thing, that slingshot. And you know the last thing to go through Goliath's mind was David's rock. (laughs) Right between the eyes. Because David wouldn't be distracted by doubt, by fear, or by unbelief. Jesus wouldn't be distracted by doubt, fear, or unbelief. The enemy tries the same thing when he comes at Jesus in the wilderness. The same voice of the enemy. As Jesus chooses to tune in, and I'm going to call it like this, the voice of hope. Hope overcomes unbelief. Hope, what is hope? We said it earlier in our gathering together. Hope believes for better, right? That's what hope does. So here's what the enemy says to Jesus. The enemy comes to Jesus and says, hey, he takes him up into a high place, into a pinnacle of the worship center of the temple, and he says again, if if you are the son of God, well, then throw yourself down. And then the enemy twists this scripture and says, "Uh, for it's written somewhere in the Bible that God will give his angels charge over you and they will keep you in their hands and bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. So Jesus, just throw yourself off. Now, did God ask Jesus to do this? No. In fact, Jesus says, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tune into the voice of hope. I'm going to believe for better. I'm not, I'm not going to believe that I have to be rescued. I'm going to believe that I am the rescuer, and that's a big difference. I don't need to be rescued by angels. I've actually come onto the planet to rescue the planet. I know what my mission is, and it's not for angels to bear me up. It's for me to bear the world up. Get that. He just says, I, I'm, I'm not tuning into that language of unbelief. If I am the son of God, I have to prove that. He says these words. And Jesus says, listen, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Or I put it in brackets. The Greek word is you shouldn't test the Lord your God. And let me show you how this applies to your life and to my life. Because if you've ever heard the scripture, and if you've been around church for like two or three weeks or four weeks or five weeks, You've probably heard this kind of scripture that says, if you believe in God, you can ask for anything in Jesus' name, and it'll happen. Has anybody heard like a scripture like that? If you believe anything, and you pray it in my name, it will happen. Anybody heard anything like that in church sometime? Okay, now just, let's be honest. Let's just be honest. How many of you have prayed for something and it didn't happen? I'm just looking for the honest folk. I'm just looking. So what does that mean? Does that mean that script what? That Jesus. And here's what the enemy says you can't believe God. You, you tried that. You you tried it. Now get this. <laughs> because you can be you can be testing God. Okay? So my mother um, had a condition water on her brain put her into a coma and we prayed and we said oh god oh god oh god oh god please heal her please bring her back and god did for many years thanks be to god we had these extra bonus years then it happened again water on the brain coma we prayed the same kind of prayer oh god oh god oh god lord please we would like a miracle we'd like you to heal her now here's what you do what is hope what is hope again let's put this together what is hope again for those of you that took any notes or like, it really helps to take notes so you know stuff. Hope believes for better. Now watch this. So here's how we pray. You, you see, to pray in Jesus' name is not just to tag the, the phrase, in Jesus' name, onto a prayer. To pray in Jesus' name is to pray the way Jesus prays, to have the same attitude Jesus has. So Jesus does not want to test God. Now we can, we can say, okay, God, you, I'm, I'm putting you to the test. Heal my mother. I'm testing you, God. Watch or we can pray, Jesus, we would, we would invite you. We've seen this happen before. We invite you to heal our mother. We thank you for this or better. We'll try that again. If you catch this, it'll help you. Lord, I, I, we pray, we believe, we quote the scripture, we believe the promises, and Lord, we thank you for this or... Get this. Because when you pray that... God always, 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 100% of the time answers that prayer. Do you get it? Watch. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you're going to do this. I thank you, Lord. And we receive it for this or? So my mother went to heaven. Did God answer prayer? So this is what hope does. And this helps to overcome unbelief. It says, God, I'm not God. You're God. You know better than me. Thank you, God. We're praying for this. We're praying for this or better. And we trust you with the better part. God, for this or better. That's the language of hope. That's what Jesus said. I'm not going to test God. I'm not, I'm not going to test God in this. I'm going to let God be God. I'm not going to throw myself off because he never asked me to. I'm not going to try to take a shortcut. I'm going to go through the cross. I'm going to pay for the sins of the world. I'm going to go into the tomb. I'm going to rise on the third day. I'm going to redeem humanity. I'm trusting God to do it his way, and his way is better than my way. So if you've been listening, tuning in to doubt, fear, and unbelief, we call you today to tune into faith, hope, and love. That's the language. That's I don't know what channel, what channel you're on. 104, doubt, fear, and unbelief. 101, faith, hope. I don't know. But I do know this. That Adam and Eve had a choice. Who to listen to? David had a choice when he faced Goliath. Who to listen to, God or Goliath? Jesus had a choice in Luke 4 to listen to God or the enemy. And you have a choice to listen to God or the enemy. Last week, I gave you some direction just in listening from 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 3 just to know uh, the language that God speaks a language that strengthens, comforts and encourages. That's how we know we're on the right track with God. And then I'm just adding today that God's voice is a voice of faith, hope and love. That's how you can tell as you're moving into a new year that you're on the right trajectory, the right the right uh, angle and you're going to approach this 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 world either living For God, because Goliath is always waiting there. He's always waiting there to call you out, call you down, inspire unbelief. But God is speaking to you, and God is speaking to you, faith and hope and love in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we're going to stand together for prayer, so let's do that. I'm going to ask our prayer team if you will just come and stand with us here at the front and just be ready to pray for people and with people. I'm going to ask for uh, everyone to, to not, my voice is not the important voice in this room. The voice of your Father. The Father that loves you. Not the Father of lies that Jesus dealt with in Luke 4, but the Father of light and love. And just consciously, just do an evaluation. And you, have I been listening to doubt and fear and unbelief? calling me out and calling me down? Or have I been listening? Have I tuned in? Have I taken time to listen to faith, to hope, and to love? And Lord, I would ask that the Holy Spirit would open all of our hearts to the presence of God, the presence of Christ, that we open our lives to in a new way. Some opening their lives for the first time. You don't have to be good enough. Just receive God's grace. Some, for the first time in a long time, just coming back on track with God, returning home spiritually. And some, just renewing in a new way their relationship with God. We're going to pray a prayer because God loves to hear us pray. We're going to pray it together as a family of faith and a community. I'm going to lead in this prayer and I'm going to ask that everyone would just pray from your heart these concepts. This is a prayer that says, God, I want you in my life. Jesus, I, I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. This kind of prayer changes everything. This kind of prayer renews us and changes us from the inside out. Religion will try to change you from the outside in, but Jesus will change you from the inside out, and he does a good job. He inspires a life that is lived in love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, So here's our prayer. Would you pray with everyone around you just out loud to say, uh, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I open my heart, my soul, my life to Jesus Christ to be my Savior, to be my Lord. I want to hear your voice. So I turn away from darkness, I repent of sins, I leave them behind, and I receive today Your forgiveness, your love, your grace, your mercy. Help me to follow Jesus today and every day. Thank you, God, for loving me. And I love you right back. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. That's a good prayer. Blessed be the name of the Lord. A good prayer. Good prayer. So um, a few things. Our team is here. Whatever needs to be happening in your life, whatever needs you have, you can come. We'll pray together. The Bible says when two or three people pray, the presence of God does the miraculous. And we believe there's a miracle in the room. We believe it has your name on it. we like to see God do the amazing. If you're, if you're saying yes to God for the first time, it would be so good to tell one of our prayer team. You can also just text in. We can start a dialogue just easily by texting. We'll send you some stuff that helps you. 941-626-01321. and you can be. It just will set. We'll just text you back and just say, Hey, thanks for doing this. Here's some stuff that will help you. You can pray with us. Also, our prayer team is praying. Uh, if you'd like to receive communion, which is something Jesus asked us to do, to remember Him, to put our attention on what He did on the cross. On the cross, Jesus gave of His life, so we have bread that represents His body and. The cup of the Lord that represents his life that was poured out for us. And so there's a communion station on the left-hand side and the right-hand side. And, And you're welcome to come think about Jesus. Think about the fact that he died on the cross. He was thinking about you, I promise you. He went into the tomb. Three days later, he rose from the dead. And he's alive in this meeting right now, speaking to you. I'd just like you to tune in and hear him. And anyone can receive communion. You don't have to be a member of this church. Just a friend of Jesus, a follower of Jesus. If you've been a guest here today, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you. We love you. We believe God has good things for you. We're here just to help as best we can. If you're a guest and you haven't stopped by our VIP room, it's there for you. You are our VIP. We'd like to meet you. It's back on the left-hand side. I'm going to pray a um, just a blessing. And after this blessing, you can come and receive prayer from the prayer team. The worship team will lead us. The communion stations will open. Some people will go. Some people will stay in worship. I would ask that you just keep us in prayer uh, this week. We uh, go on a mission to help uh, the country of Uganda. So we'll be there. Uh, and I like your prayers. And then in February, there's a team coming from Uganda here to the church. Uh, the children's choir is going to be here on the 27th of February. It's going to be a marvelous night. We need some of you to open homes. Many of you, actually. It's a big choir. Many of you to open homes uh, just to keep the kids. And... Uh, so bless you, you'll be blessed. You, you bring those kids into your life, there's no one that's ever kept them that says, man, that was a rich blessing for our home. They blessed us. So there's a place in the weekly to sign up for that. need you to do that. But let me bless you guys. Thank you for being here. We love you so much. Now we pray the Lord will bless you and the Lord will keep you. The Lord will cause his face to shine upon you and lead you, help you to hear in the, the many voices that grasp for your attention, the media. Your history, friends, and all of the voices that you would tune in to the voice that really matters. The voice that says, Hey, God loves you. Hey, Christ came to show you the way to God. And a voice that leads you into an eternal relationship with God. I pray that the God of hope would fill you with all joy and all peace. As you trust in God, not in your own understanding, but as you trust in God, so that you will overflow with hope, believe for better. I bless you in the strong, mighty, and majestic name of Jesus. And in Jesus' name, you are very, very blessed. And everybody says, Amen. Yeah, that's it. We can give the Lord just an ovation. Love you guys so much. Please come forward for prayer and for communion. Worship team, please just begin to lead us in worship. And may the Lord bless you and be with you guys.